All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the We're Talking Football podcast. I'm Weston. With me, as always, my right-hand man, Lou. Lou, it's that time of the year where I don't get to hear your voice and your, see your face as often as I like. But good news is the season will be here before we know it, i.e. our volume will pick up before you know it. Yeah, uh, but, you know, this has been a pleasant break. I mean, I was talking to a buddy of mine, and I was telling him, so how many times do you record during the season? And it was once a week. So if you if the, the amount of weeks we recorded in a row, it had to be around like 25 weeks in a row between the regular season playoffs, draft, and all that stuff. So uh, it was a nice little break. I feel recharged. I'm starting to get a little more excited for the season, uh, especially, you know, as a Charger fan, uh, a lot of things are exciting for. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm ready, man. Yeah, I mean, if you really think about it, towards the end of the season, we were going twice a week when we started latching on with Jason and doing fantasy stuff on Sundays, you know, and it was between preseason leading in and then you have playoffs and Super Bowl and post-Super Bowl and preparing for that. I, I would say easily 25, 26 weeks in a row without missing a beat. So the break was needed, but I do long for these conversations, you know, you and I being husbands, fathers, uh, well, well, not husbands to each other. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let's, let's clarify that. Um, I'm way too good looking for Lou. I'm out of his league. I was going to anyway. say, Wes, no offense, you're not my type. You, know, you, you, need, you need a little longer hair there, buddy. <laughs> I mean, this is why I wear a hat because I really have no hair on top. I just got a party on the side. That's about it. All right. So, Lou, let's, let's remind our listeners that uh, tonight's episode is brought to you by Primetime Sports Talk, your top source for all major sports content, including DFS, fantasy advice, great betting tips. Just be sure to head to primetimesportstalk.com to check out their in-depth analysis, exclusive content, fascinating interviews, and explore the rest of their amazing podcast family that we're fortunate enough to partner with. Again, that's primetimesportstalk.com, your go-to for sports content. Yo, I messed around and got us a sponsor. How about I, that? I mean, bro, I'm just going to let you keep messing around and see how that goes. Uh, excited about that partnership. It gives us an opportunity to even collaborate with, with, you know, some folks that are just talking sports, whether it's football, other things, you know, we're all knowledgeable sports fans. So great opportunity for us, Lou. Well done. Yeah, uh, I think definitely. it's also pretty cool to also increase our like our uh, our fan base different types of fans you know listen out to us and stuff like that yeah or our fan hatred but either way i'm, I'm yeah. good with it no matter what you know yeah, i am um, trying to increase my fan hatred you're right there dude you've been stepping it up a lot in this offseason. thank you I'm yeah but it's not a lot of people <laughs> yeah i'm here for it man I i'm just, very very bitter <laughs> i've been really silent because like you're entertaining me throughout like i don't even have to enter <laughs> i don't even have to entertain myself which is normally what i do but like now i'm just like all right lou take it away uh Lou, that being said, you know, we're smiling already to start off. I think that's a, a great segue into our show this evening to have a little bit um, fun, a little bit more fun heading into the season before we get a little bit more serious. So tonight we have some lighthearted content. So share with the listeners what we really plan on covering this evening and what fun is going to sound like today. All right. I wanted us to sound different than like everyone else out there uh, right now. That's like on NFL Network, ESPN. Uh, or the other podcasts they're talking about. They're giving previews of the season and the teams, whatever. But th there's really nothing to talk about right now. As long as, as long you know, no one's getting, a, you know, the only thing you're really talking about right now. Uh, arm the, fatigue. Arm fatigue. You got all kinds of injuries, arrests, and stuff like that. It's been pretty quiet. So I've, I don't feel like being a dead horse. I just think it's kind of cliche. Uh I wanted to go complete 180. So we're going to be tackling some hard-hitting 
issues and hard-hitting questions right now. We did a bunch of top five lists, and I don't want to give too much into it away, but I think after the, uh, you know, some of like the first, you know, categories you're going to see that we're going to be tackling here, I think you'll realize where this is going to go. This is serious stuff. If I know anything about sports fans, it's that all sports fans love lists. It, it just creates opportunity for debate. And we're going to list a few things out. Now, I cheated for our top five because I'm going to avoid being redundant. I have like top 12 in every one of these categories just yeah, to I make sure to, my to top that. five could be unique from yours. But we'll we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, I have a bunch of like honorable mentions. All right. So to, to break the ice, right, the first top five category for this evening is the top five greatest sports movies of all time. And yes, uh, the name of our podcast is we're talking football, but if we only went with the top five football movies, we'd have the exact same list plus or minus one, maybe two. Uh, So we wanted to broaden our horizons a little bit. Uh, After that, we'll corral this thing back to the pigskin, if you will. But Lou, since I always get the pleasure of kind of kicking us off this evening, like I always rely on you in terms of kicking us off topic-wise, clarification question for you. Are you going to give your number one, or are you going to give your number five? Uh, you know what? <clears throat> That's an interesting question. I think I will save number one uh, for the end. I think okay. I think it'll be a backwards release here. Okay. That's what she said? That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. All right. Your number five top sports movie of all time is drum roll. All right. Number five. It's going to be this. This was tough because I have about there's like seven. There's like 17 movies I have here. But if I'm doing uh, my number five, I'm probably going to say I'm going to say the Sandlot. Why not? Wow. Yeah. Uh, Sandlot's a gr- it just it kind of trans when you watch it, it just trans- killing me it. smalls. Yeah, you're killing me smalls. It just transform you into a, you know a better time. I feel like a simpler time when like, all you had to worry about was like you know baseball. I kind of feel like it was like the a, like a young days and confused. Like they did absolutely nothing except for like play baseball. Where days and confused was a movie about nothing, just you know friends hanging out, high school friends. This was like before that. Uh, and you know, big fan of the Sandlot, and it just like I said, it's a simpler. It just brings you back to a simpler time where baseball was actually really fun too, and you know, idolized as opposed to maybe being a, a third-rated sport nowadays. Uh, I grew up on baseball, big Yankee fan, uh, but uh, so baseball is always close to me. But that being said, uh, I'm going to say number five, Sandlot. I love the Sandlot. Do you know the only thing that depresses me about the Sandlot? I mean, listen, Sandlot is such a quotable movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but what like hurts my heart a little bit is that when I watch the Sandlot, it's like I wish I was born in that yes. '60s, '70s era, right? Like it's so funny to say it when that's exactly how I feel about a the Sandlot and b the other movie I just was describing, Days Confused. I kind of wish you were in that era. Hundred percent. Yeah, simpler time. Like you said, it was a simpler time. Like when I think of simpler time, like, I mean, Sandlot came out when we were kids. Right. So like that was the time in our life when things were simpler. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is like 
based on where you and I grew up, like, yeah, we all played sports and that's how we hung out with our friends and buddies, but we didn't play sports like that way. Right. Like a lot of our sports were like organized. The only one that wasn't was like basketball in people's driveways or out on the streets with portable hoops and, and things of that nature. Uh, but God, I'm thinking of more movies, even if it was we're having this conversation, I'm saying things like my mm-hmm. list is infinite at this point in time. Yeah, so, many, have, yeah. so many great sports movies. We'll give on, we'll give some honorable mentions I and agree. we won't, we won't pull them apart, but Sandlot, Benny the Jet, Smalls, Porter. I mean, the list goes on. Burkstrom. Can't our boy James Earl Jones in that movie. Oh, my God. What, oh, what was his character name, though? He was um, – It's been a hot I mean, minute. This is Tackle and the Beast. What, uh, he was a they, – they pegged him to be a former baseball player that played yeah, with they, Babe they Ruth. Yeah, played with Babe Ruth. Yep. Yeah, um, but I think it was a made-up name. I don't think it was a real player. But yeah. in any case, Sandlot. I mean, tremendous choice. Wait, what a hey, what a leadoff single right there, right? Uh, I, dude, I love it. Actually, you're setting the tone for me because I'm staying in the same sport, believe it or not. Whoa. So my number five is Major League One. The first Major League. We're talking about Will. Uh, I almost called him Willie Mays. Uh, Wesley Snipes. We're talking about Corbin Benson, uh, Tom Berenger, uh, Renee. Uh, yeah, Rene Russo, um, Charlie Sheen. Like, the cast is unbelievable. Honestly, the series, Major League and 1 and 2, are two of the most quotable sports movies of, like, all time, in, in my opinion. Actually, funny story about Major League. I recorded it on DVR, like, a week and a half ago. And, I mean, listen, we've referenced the Major League series here and saying and depicting your fan. Now, that's two. That's not one. I think one's the better of the of the bunch. Two is great as well. Um, but I, I try I tried to get my wife to watch the movie with me. I won't call it a disaster. She just has so many questions, right? Like a lot of these movies, you just need to like understand the sport. You need to mm-hmm. understand the concept. You need to understand the humor. And there was a lot of explanation that I had to go into, but that's how highly I think of this movie that I was willing to sit through all of that. So my wife understands where my, my humor comes from, but major league, I mean, how, how is it? How are they not? How is that not a top five sports movie? It's phenomenal. Well, you know, it's probably from the chagrin look on my face. There's a reason why I'm not looking too happy, but uh, you do, you do, you just did something where I, I feel like I'm infamous for doing on our show and sniping you, and you just sniped me. I won't. It's. I'll just be quiet. Okay. All right. So my coming in at number four for me, and I thought outside the box here. All right. Dodgeball. Now why not dodgeball? That movie has some fantastic quotes. Uh, I, that was when uh, what's his name that played Peter Lafleur, uh, Vince Vaughn was yeah. was pro- was probably in his prime right there. It could do no wrong in that era. That was that was his sweet spot in his career. You had you, you know you, you had some fantastic quotes from Jason Bateman, ESPN, The Ocho. I mean, it has led the to bold stole, strategy, Cotton. <laughs> you have stole, you have stole my stole the words right out of my mouth. Exactly, that is. One of the most used gifts I've seen out there. Bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if this one plays off. But between you know uh, Ben Stiller, Jason Bateman, uh, Vince Vaughn, the absurdness of like covering dodgeball at the time with ESPN the Ocho was just a fantastic, unique idea. And it's funny now because ESPN covers shit like that. They cover darts now. They cover uh, 
when you throw the bag the bag into the what do you call it? They, 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 uh, cornhole now. There's cornhole championships on on ESPN, bro. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, I know. So they were ahead of the time, and it might be controversial, but like it's still a sport though because it had ESPN the Ocho. So I'm throwing it in there at number four. Hey, listen, I, I'm all for it. This is why people love lists. It's open for debate. Unpopular opinion coming your way. I actually can't stand Ben Stiller, right? So, wow. yeah, so, like, listen, have I seen the movie? Of course I've seen the movie. Like, I, I, I you know, like, I, I can quote it. I can do those things, like, duck, what is it? Duck, dip, dive, dodge, whatever, when he's throwing <laughs> yeah, wrenches yeah, at yeah. him. Um, but it's – it. Uh, I applaud you for thinking outside the box, but it, I I don't even have dodgeball in my list of a plethora of movies here. So, but Lou, that's why you are the lowest paid podcaster, according to your own words and own announcements, because you are creative and you do yes. always think outside the box. Thank so. you, thank you, thank you, my friend. All right, number four for me, and I'm 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 actually changing my list as we're talking. Yeah, I kind uh, of was doing that too. So. Number four for me is the program. Oh, see, that was right there for me. That's an honorable mention. The program, love. I'm not going to steal your thunder, but go ahead. No, I mean, listen, what I love about, I mean, listen, it's collegiate football based, right? Yes. But I think it brings in all the relevant topics at the time, steroid use, alcoholism like it's a serious movie you know what i mean like it's not like a comedy Pl like some athletes, of these are player yeah. athletes like understanding Play what they have to you know do yes expectations set on them like i mean you got a guy who's up for the heisman and his own father won't like show up to games and comes from like that family and like just the, the mental anguish he goes through mm -hmm. you know you got another guy who goes from practice squad takes some steroids and everything that that comes along with that you know you have another athlete that doesn't take their education seriously whatsoever, but is a savage of a football player destined to play in the NFL and then gets a career ending injury. Yes. Like these are yes. all an Alvin Mack, right? These are all real things that happen regularly at the collegiate level. Most of which like we don't even hear about. You yeah. Know what, what, I mean? I, what I really loved about that movie is like, obviously I thought the, the scenes, the football scenes were pretty cool. And I like the fact they were showing like them, like the shit talking that was going on and like some of the things they would do and say to psych out, like, uh, you know, you know, uh, you're opposing the opposing offenses and stuff like that. I just thought that was cool. Like watching like that as a psychological warfare. I, I mean, two. listen, I don't want to give too much I'm away. I'm talking about Mac. You know, yeah. I don't want to give too much away, but like his, some of his lines are unbelievable. Yeah. Well, yeah I'm not the gonna, helmet you, on. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm not going to say yes, but because I, I want to, I want, I want to, talk about that i'm actually yeah. gonna bring some of that but when i reference it but program is is a great movie and they made it in vain to make it feel like it was florida state mm -hmm. right like that's they did everything oh, they yeah. could to make it feel like it was florida state university that at that time was you know constantly competing for national championships the top mm -hmm. of the acc and and to your point the scenes like the football scenes felt really like good. i was watching a football game yeah. essentially so great movie yeah. Uh, wasn't James Kahn the head coach? Yeah, rest in peace. Rest James Kahn was the head coach. Yeah, rest in peace, James Kahn. <laughs> yeah. Godfather, let's go. All right. Um, all right, number – what do you got? Number three. Dude, there's – I have to – we're going to – right. You don't I'm, have to worry about – We're giving two or three honorable mentions here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, for number three, you alluded to before, uh, uh, you know, uh, a movie of a major league. 
And yes, I'm going to agree. Major League does deserve to be here. I actually have Major League Two here, and I and, and let me explain. It's a great just, movie. It's a great movie. I liked some of the characters better. I know Wesley Snipes is not in it, but I like some of the characters and the character developments better, especially with uh, Wild Baker. Thing. Well, Wild Thing, think, yeah, Rue Baker. Oh my God! Like, oh, see, yeah, stuff like that. I just also like Major League Two better for the quotes. But yeah. they had some, you know, they had some great quotes. Bob Euchre is epic, and yeah, in, I can't believe I didn't mention Bob Euchre when I was talking about Major League One. But like in Just two, he's outside. Two, he's epic. Dynamite drop in, Monty. <laughs> that broadcasting school is really paying off for you. Yeah, when he gets like uh, wasted in the booth, and then like he asks Monty to cover. He's like, I'm in, he's I'm like in, ball hit and yeah, caught and caught. <laughs> I'm in the bag, and then he just passes out, and then Monty's got to take over. <laughs> oh, what they're talking about. Good also. news, Tri fans. <laughs> the, the, the Indians are finally showing signs of. I don't, I don't know. know. He's carrying <laughs> Bro, so good, man. Yeah, so Major that's League why I have Major so League good. Two. I, I, listen, Major League One, uh, it was the original idea, concept, great, but Major League Two, I just thought it was a little better. All right, my, my favorite of Major League Two. Is when the character Parkman gets off the bat, or no? Parkman's uh, doing his little shimmy, dude. It makes the women here in Cleveland puke in the beginning. It's like it makes them go crazy. Yeah, actually, it's vice versa. It's it's when Wesley Snipes gets a uh, no, excuse me, no. Orps gets off the bat, and he goes, "Hey, Black Hammer," because <laughs> that's <laughs> his movie. <laughs> I don't intend on slide. He goes, "You don't, little man. What do you got a death wish?" <laughs> But yeah, see, it's the quote. It's yeah. the quoting factor. Two is way more quotable. One, like, just felt a little bit original. more baseball. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, two was just so much more comedy. Yeah. Um, and like less like love story yep. and other things going on. But I mean, dude, they're they're both fantastic movies. All right. Man. What's coming in at, at uh, you know, for you? Number three. Necessary roughness. Yes, wouldn't put it at three, but I definitely. Bro. That is a highly underrated movie. Go ahead. It's one of it, I, dude. It's arguably any movie. Like, any movie with Sinbad and top like gold. 10, 15 movies of all time. I love this movie, and I love it because first time I ever watched it, I watched it with my father, right? And I was probably way too young to be watching this movie, but like the cast too. You mentioned Jason Bateman and Dodgeball. Jason Bateman's in this show. Sinbad's I, in this show. Kathy Scott Bakula. Yeah, Kathy Ireland as a kicker. You know what I mean? As hey, a now. female kicker. Yeah. Uh, the coach, when he gives the speech at halftime, he goes, you know how you play football? You play j- football like Ed Gennaro played football. <laughs> he was a 125-pound tailback, and he played like a goddamn raging beast. And he's just <laughs> screaming. He's ripping his clothes off like, bro, that movie's so great. I mean, the character's Featherstone, like just the, you've the done twins. A, wow, you, you've got back-to-back back one. Movie. Yes, highly underrated. Love, love necessary roughness um i i mean dude i i literally watched csi new orleans as a series because scott bacula was the main character and i was like this is my guy paul blake from necessary roughness i gotta i gotta watch it another one that like decent football action not a lot i think it was better for like the the behind the scenes things that were going on, but another collegiate football movie, you know, again, a real world scenario, you know, the school um, that at the time, like lost all of their scholarships, right? Mm-hmm. Because they cheated the system and they were bypassing players. And this thing actually happens 
Reggie Bush gets your Heisman ripped away from him. Like programs lose scholarships. So like based on like things and and that actually take place in like real context, but such a great movie, dude. And Sinbad is unbelievable in the movie. Yeah, no, great movie. Like I said, I'm just sh- I'm shocked. You know, you had the wherewithal to put that because. I don't think that would be in a lot of uh, people's top five. Yeah. No, but after listening to this show, it better. Yeah. All right. All right. Number two, bro. Number two. Once again, look, here's the box is over here. I'm over here. I'm thinking outside the box again. You ready? Number two, Rocky Four. Boxing is a sport. Sure is. One of my favorite sports. I'd be remiss if I didn't include a, 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 a movie where an underdog Italian. (laughs) <laughs> takes takes on life and basically you know what actually i should probably put over the top <laughs> Vulcan inside bro uh, Rocky, lincoln Rocky. hawk you want to talk yeah. lincoln hawk and arm wrestling versus bull hurley let's yeah. go i just watched that movie two weeks ago dude i, well, I, I, I haven't watched that in a long time but okay so rocky four uh it just is one of, it was so iconic for numerous reasons we were going it simulated the, the cold war we were having with Russia at the time, uh, you know, America. So I just thought that was a interesting way to, you know, to Hollywoodize, you know, you know the cold war, uh, like that, the symbolism, uh, Drago killing, you know, uh, with Car- yeah, Apollo and then him coming out for the revenge. I thought that was just, it just was really good on Christmas day in Russia. Yeah. yeah. Dude, listen, Anybody who played high school football that is even close to our age, that soundtrack is a soundtrack that was tend to be playing in your locker room. Like the soundtrack from Rocky Four is iconic. When you think of Rocky theme songs, it's it's because of that movie, right? Like, I mean, even bro, when that movie come out, eighty four. Like we were, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it right now. Yeah, Google that right now. Because the first Rocky was like 77, dude, something like that. So, the, yeah, the first Rocky was, you, you know, the original concept, you know, so you have to respect that. This, you know, the third Rocky, the, the second Rocky just was more of a play. 85, on. dude, 1985. Yeah, no, but Rocky Four. I mean, I would get my Italian card revoked if I didn't put it up there. Bro, I, I probably even, I probably even get to, you know, uh, revoked right now for the mere fact I didn't have it number one. No, no, I, dude, I didn't. I, I had Rockies all. I had one through four like on my list, but they're like at the last. Four is the one that that hit that hits the closest. Uh-huh. So I just I like it. three because you got Hulk Hogan and Mr. Oh, of course. T. Yeah, Thund- was like, it Thunderlips? Thund- Thunderlips and yeah. uh, uh, what was uh, Clubber Lang is Clubber Lang. You know, but like yeah. such good movies, dude. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> Rocky Five was a piece of shit. Let's be very yeah. clear about yeah. that. And everyone after that's been. I've yeah. never watched any of the Creed, so I won't comment on it. Yeah. But like anything Rocky, there, I can't believe you referenced over the top, dude. I'm actually impressed, insanely pissed off at myself right now that over the top is not even like just on my typed in list. Like doesn't well, even have to be that, brought up. I was gonna say. I mean, you still have two more to go. I mean, bro. Over the top is such a great movie. It's got a pretty good cast too of people. Hey, you know what? It's a it's a fantastic concept, uh, a premise of a uh, a guy having to fight for his uh, you know child's freedom by going into an arm wrestling match. So funny story, dude. I haven't watched this movie in like twenty years, right? Another one I like watched with like my dad when yeah, I was. Yeah, I haven't a kid. watched it forever. And I, I saw it was on, and I recorded it, and I went back and I watched it. 
And then I'm like, wait a minute. This dude is cheating when he wins. Like, he's re-gripping. You literally can't actually do that. And I know it's the premise of the the movie of, like, getting over the top. But, like, you literally can't do that. <laughs> like, it's literally against the rules. Yeah, Stallone can do whatever he wants, man. Know, All right, what's your next one? Man, dude. What am I on? Number two? You're, you're number two. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Still some good ones out there. There's there's great ones out there. Um I'm torn between two right now. I know what my definitive one is, and I can't wait to have this conversation. But it's probably gonna be the same, but go ahead. No, I don't think it will be. Um right. actually I'm confident it won't be. So, uh I'm gonna go with Wow, the any given any given Sunday. Great movie. Wouldn't have it at two, but great friggin' movie. Loved a lot of the characters and cast in there. I'll tell I'll tell you if you give me the moment when we're done to like yeah clarify. Uh, hey man, hey, I'll I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll allow it. Um, any given Sunday, I'm going with like cast, right? Just like yeah, you have a ton of former NFL players there yeah. on top of. Some Jamie Foxx and right? Dennis Quaid and um, I don't know if anybody's no nobody so would be Thrones current. Well, I mean there. he's trying to be in the NFL, but he's not on an actual NFL team right now, so you can't call him current. No, no, I mean like at the time he was a current NFL. Oh, player. oh, dude, at the time he was a current. Um, yeah. Then you got like Ricky Waters. You have a, a bunch of other people that probably were on NFL teams that like were you know probably like practice players, but then you have yeah, like crazy. Big, Crazy Bill story. Bellamy, Al Pacino, yeah. like the cast is unbelievable, dude. Yeah, uh, Dick Buckus, um, Buckus, you can keep on going. You can keep uh, on going. Jim Brown, Jim Brown, Jim Brown's yeah. in. It. I don't get strokes, motherfucker. I give them. Right? I mean, <laughs> come on, dude. Yeah, like, no. It, um, what's also pretty cool? Here's a fun fact. You're really tying your list together. I don't know if you do this intentionally, but Lattimore from the program is in this movie too. I don't know if you knew that. He was the one with like this with the. He had like I think he threw like the alligator in the in the fr- yeah. in the freaking shower. That's Latimer. Yeah. So, fun fact for you as well, Alvin Mack from the program is actually Featherstone, the wide receiver from Necessary Roughness. Wow! Wow, dude. And all you know, the program is Kevin Bacon of football. That's why man. I'm the second lowest paid. Podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you get paid the big bucks. Do you know what I mean? All right, my number one. Yeah, numero I, uno, baby. I feel like this is this is like a layup. Uh, this movie is not only my number one sports movie of all time; it's actually my top ten movies of all time. It has to be Remember the Titans. Wow. Yeah, uh, great friggin' movie. Dan Denzel was phenomenal in that. Uh, had, they had a boatload of you know uh, famous people in that movie too. Uh, Love the story of like basically at you know. Uh, the fighting of segregation and like coming as a yeah, team man. together and then fr- friends that people, they were enemies or now friends and people that were friends became enemies and stuff like that. Uh, I just, just thought it was fan- a fantastic, uh, just a feel good story. Uh, unfortunately at the end, you know, what happens at the end, but yeah. uh, I think remember the Titans. That's a, that's a, that's a slam dunk. That has to be your top one, bro. It's not. Wow, um, then, then this list is no so. Way. When so before we started this conversation, no lie, 
if I'm looking at my list the way that I type through, remember the Titans was originally number five. Wow. But I've given some room here because I knew there'd be some things that changed um, based on like some things that like you have said. So some things shift around for me. Um, re- listen, Remember the Titans is a f- fantastic movie with a phenomenal cast, highly quotable, emotional. Like it's it's a great movie. Like it's a great movie. And this this true story. Yeah. This list became really, really hard when we said we were going to do all sports. Yeah. If if we did just football, that I mean, no we'd have that. the same top six, yeah. right? You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and this, exactly. The program and, it prob- up there from, yeah. and it probably wouldn't be my number. You know what? Like based on the other list that I I went through with like program any given Sunday, um, it 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 necessary roughness, right? Like it probably be number two, right? Like when all said and done. Um, it is a great movie, man, and I love Denzel. Like I am, Denzel is my favorite actor of all time. It's not even close. Um, I love ev- every piece of work he puts out is phenomenal. My one, I would argue that like probably my favorite movie of all time is Man on Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but my number one is in close competition for my favorite movie of all time, and I'm not even embarrassed to admit this. Like I accept all ridicule, all smoke that comes my way. Here comes Air Bud. Air Bud. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie. Um, number one for me is A League of Their Own. Oh, my God. I totally – wow. A League, A League of Their Own. Wow. Um, bro, Fantastic. we talk about casts in movies. Oh, that's, that's another – Rosie O'Donnell, Gina Davis – um, I mean, like the list just goes on and on. I mean, John Lovitz is in the movie, right? Yeah. Like it, it, dude, it is such a great movie. That's a movie that, that like you can enjoy. That's a movie my wife can enjoy. That's yep. like, that is a movie that everyone in the world can enjoy. You don't have to be a sports fan to enjoy no. that movie. Not even no. a little bit. Cause you know, somebody on that screen, you can get behind it. You know, like, hey, listen, this is World War II. The men are away, right? Like, sports go on. How do how do these owners continue to make money? Um, all the struggle, like, it, dude, like, and Tom Hanks is phenomenal in that movie. Phenomenal yeah. in that movie. This is legitimately, I and I'm not even exaggerating. This is one of my top three favorite movies of all time across any categories. So much so. That I was, Lou, I was literally traveling for work, and this is going back nine years ago, eight years ago, nine years ago. I was in L.A., and I was traveling with a bunch of people that I work with for a conference, and we were talking at the bar one night, and somehow, like, we got into a conversation of, like, favorite movies, blah, 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 and I mentioned A League of Their Own, and I was like, this movie draws out every emotion. It makes me smile. It makes me laugh. It makes me cry. It makes me do everything, and I'm explaining this to them. My chief operating officer at the time flew back early from this conference. We all landed on like Friday. He flew out like Thursday night on a red eye and ended up going to the office on Friday for a little bit. And I come in Monday morning and my desk slash office is covered in printouts of pictures from the movie, a league of their own covering every square centimeter 
that my chair, my monitors, my desk, like everything are printouts. And they thought they were like getting me. And I was like, I'm not even offended. I'm not even <laughs> going to take any of this down. I'm just going to clear room for my seat and clear room so I can see my monitor. And I, this is how I would decorate my office if I was allowed to decorate it. Right. Like that yeah. sort of thing. Like, dude, League of Their Own, number one for me. And wow. I love that movie. I hate love myself for forgetting about that. But uh, there it is. Those are our top five uh, sports movies. Give me like. Let's not dive into them, but give me like two honorable mentions. Rudy, yeah, Rudy's I, up there. Uh, a little long, but I thought it was uh, you know pretty damn good. True stories are hard to dispute. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, and uh, didn't mind uh, the replacements either. Uh, that's another. <laughs> that's another you know good movie, like quotable, fun, uh, interesting concept. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna say. Big Keanu Reeves fan, so that was a good movie too. Do you have another one? Do you have one more? Because I think I'm gonna like rattle three. So I want to be fair to you. Okay. Uh, you know what? Varsity Blues. Uh, yeah. I think that's more of like a reminiscent one because, but that came out when we were like around that age. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe a little older. So it's like we can kind of relate from like, you know, from a uh, adolescent standpoint and like. You know, doing school like we just were. That's that was our life at that time. So I think that's why it's probably more of like a reminiscent pick as opposed to a really good movie. Yeah. So Varsity Blues was going to be one of my honorable mentions. Um, I'll I'll fill the the gap on that. I had Rudy as well. Um, another one for me is Basketball Diaries. Okay. With have you ever seen Basketball Diaries? I have not. What? I know. I know. I know. Dude, Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark Wahlberg, like another like stellar cast. Definitely check that movie out. Drugs, phenomenal basketball players, and what it's like, like everything in the world I love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <clears throat> basketball Diaries, um, and I'll say Field of Dreams. That's a good one. And then my third from that list would be. I had to replace since my on my list. I had the the longest yard, um, but I would say Friday Night Lights. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm not as big of fan like as a lot of people are of Friday Night Lights. Like, I mean, it was actually it's got good football scenes, and Booby Miles is a fantastic character. Mm-hmm. Y'all want to win? Put Booby <laughs> in. Like, I give him the spins, Coach. Like, I mean, he's great, but. Um, I don't know. It just like I, I I gravitated more towards Varsity Blues than I did um, Friday Night Lights at that time. And, okay. and listen, you and I played under Friday Night Lights, and that was the highlight of what we did, right? Those Friday Night games. So there you have it. Those are our top five sports movies. So let's parlay that topic into our top five sports. movie characters. Yes, out of these movies. All right. Do you want to start first? Do you want me to start with one or, or, or no? We, we, no, we, no, you always finish at one. All right. So I'll start with five. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the character name right. Like I don't even know oh, the yeah. name in real life. Um, and and I'll give you the movie that they're from. So Clifford Franklin. Oh, replacements. Wide, right? wide receiver from the replacements. Yeah, yeah. he's like. Clifford Franklin don't even know what he's gonna do next. Yeah. <laughs> he's saying things or or he, coach, I look like a jacked off an elephant. <laughs> like, yeah, no, yeah. He was a good yeah, that was a that's a good one. Great. So those are some of the like that jacked off an elephant. Like I, I honestly tried to use that once a month, like in some capacity, like that quote, like so I, something needs to look that way so I can say that. 
Um, Clifford Franklin, one of my is my top number five top movie characters. All right. Well, I'm gonna start off uh, once again outside the box here. Uh, that's that's gonna be my theme. Ricky Bobby. NASCAR is a sport. Shake and bake, baby. <laughs> I, I, I can I do like Ricky Bobby and, and Kyle Norton Jr. too, or no? Uh, what if I could yeah. combine those two? Love the fact that they played off each other. Great, it was hilarious. Uh, I love the also love the fact that he starts off as great, you know, completely falls off, then finishes off great again. Uh, he's he's so good, but he's also a a, a pretty big idiot too. So. Um, I, I love the fact that he's oblivious to a lot of things. Uh, Ricky Bobby is, is, is my number five. It's a great number five. Right. Um, <clears throat> number four for me, Charlie Tweeter. Ooh. Wide, wide receiver from Varsity Blues. I'm going to have to pivot. That's a good one, man. That, bro, he's so great, dude. And you put you hit the nail right on the head, bro. Like this movie came out when we were at that age, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so we, you know, I've never looked up to what James Vanderbeek, right? But like, I played wide receiver in high school. Really, played I defensive like you were back. a Vanderbeek type of guy. No, I mean, I watched Dawson's Creek going up and growing up. And if you didn't, you you're lying. Um, that being said, I Charlie Tweeter, <laughs> he was the you're lying is the crazy wide receiver. Super rambunctious, like just out of control. Like what? When you like look at your friends, like yo, what character am I? Like you wanted to say I'm like I'm most like this individual, right? Because he was just that. You're right. I think a lot of people adolescence. Yeah, growing up uh, during that time, a lot of people either compared me to Tweeter or uh, Billy Bob. It was close. <laughs> it was close. Uh, so some people say I was the I was the Billy Bob of the Tweeters there, but uh, yeah, so. That's a great one. He, oh, you. He was in your once top again. Five. He was my next one, so I'm gonna all have right. to pivot. All right. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to pivot, and I'm gonna go with White Goodman. Now, if you don't know who White Goodman is, he's not gonna be your favorite, uh, Weston. But he is Ben Stiller in Dodgeball. The guy has great hair. Uh, love the fact that he hates <laughs> fat people. Uh, he like he's 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 uh, detested by fat people, and because he used to be a former fatty. Uh, some of the things he does, like the people he partnered up with, with uh, his concierge Michelle. Uh, I just think, I just think, uh, you know, he, he's so ridiculous and over the top. Um, big fan of, uh, you know, White Goodman. I get. I like I said, I've seen the movie, man, and like I, I know they there are some some comical parts, but I, I digress because you know how I feel about Ben Stiller, or at least you now know because I mentioned it earlier. Uh, number three for me, Lou Brown, the head coach from Major League. Wow. Uh, yeah, he's just so funny. I, I think one of my favorite moments in Major League One is when Roger Dorn comes up to him and says, look here, Lou. It says right in my contract, I don't have to do any calisthenics that I don't feel are necessary. <laughs> so what do you think about that? And he throws the contract on the ground and just starts pissing on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I also like the fact that when um... – you know, he's talking about like everyone's making like, you know, uh, there's always something going on. It's a yeah. religion thing or whatever, or yeah. a heart attack. Or a heart attack. Who, Who used that, that one? one? <laughs> Me. Or, uh, Dude, he's uh, when they call him up. Hey, Lou, you want to be general man or you want to be head coach of the 
of the Cleveland and he's like, I don't know. I got a guy on the other line talking about some white walls. Can I call you back? <laughs> like, he just doesn't even care, bro. I know. You, may, you may run like Maze, but you hit like shit. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, no, he, uh, he, that, that is a great one. Lou Brown. Any, any, any Lou's good. Yeah. Dude, All right. Good. So for me, was this my number three? Your number, th- yeah, you let me start. So that's your number, your number three. I'm going to have former Arizona wide rec- uh, Cardinals wide receiver Rod Tidwell join the wow, party here. Wow. I can't believe, uh, dude, I'm, I didn't have Jerry Maguire on my list. Um, Jerry Maguire's on my list. I didn't want to give it away because I didn't want you to think of Rod Tidwell for best. Uh, uh, but all can side, dynamic, just flashy, but he's also, you know, hardworking. He's going through a transition. It's just, that put Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, you know on the map. I feel like that that movie, and he he was dynamic in that. Gave a lot of energy, a lot of passion. Really complex character if you really think about it. But yes, uh, definitely um, uh, Rod Tidwell. You are my ambassador, Quan. <laughs> Such a good. Who's my motherfucker? I'm your motherfucker. Congratulations, you're still my agent. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, wow. Hey, you know what, dude? Good one. Rod, Rod Tidwell gets an applause from me, man. That that is. I'm gonna have to make you the second lowest paid, and I'll take the lowest paid position. <laughs> I just got a raise. Yes, you did. To to this. Uh, all right, number two for me is actually you made reference to this earlier, um, but it's the same person, but it's two characters from two separate movies. So it is Featherstone and Alvin Mack. Who's played by Dwayne Davis? I mean, Featherstone is don't throw it to Stone Hands, right? Like, I mean, like, dude, the how how used is that? And then we talked about Alvin Mack. Alvin Mack um, was a great, great character. character. Um, the way he'd be like, You're the one who you're the one who raped yep. my sister. Yep. You know, and you don't want to kill my brother. Oh, uh, no, nah, man, I never knew your brother. Yes, <laughs> you are. He's going crazy. Uh, or when he's like, see that shoe? It says Adidas, <laughs> you know, like just great, like just great in both movies. Little fun fact for you about Dwayne Davis. He's actually the son of Hall of Fame NFL player, defensive end Willie Davis. That was wow. a member of the Green Bay Packers when they won Super Bowl one and Super Bowl two. So not shocking that when your father is a Hall of Fame football player that you at least find a way to achieve being in NFL movies. He was actually a collegiate football player and suffered a career-ending knee injury. Ah. So when he was filming the Alvin Mack role and they wanted him to – when the Alvin Mack had the knee injury – he he didn't do that. Like they let they had somebody else literally come in and wear the uniform for that play, like almost as a stunt double, even though it didn't require it because he was literally having like PTSD because that's exactly wow. what happened to him. Wow, good. Wow, See? crazy, right? And just like that, you became the highest paid uh, uh, person on WTF Pod. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Who's number two? Number two. You know, you helped jog my memory before. I'm gonna go Jimmy Dugan. Uh, from uh-huh. a, a league of their own, <laughs> yeah, a league of their own. Um, I don't think we really need to get too much into this. Uh, guys, a pistol, you know, pissed drunk, uh, coming out of you know retirement to coach a bunch of ball players. <laughs> I don't got ball players, but just the fact that like he treated them as real, like 
you know, at first he was, you know, um, I'm going to say apprehend. Yeah, yeah, he, he was apprehend. He was not too enthused to be coaching girls. He just was doing it for the money to get drunk too. But then, like, you, you just like the fact that he started really like sticking up for them. They started bonding, and like, uh, that was a great scene that, to see that transition. So, yes, Jimmy Dugan. I quit. <laughs> that was li- that's literally my number one. Yeah, I thought so. That's why I'm like, I gotta get this out there. Um, and not only is that like my number one, I had like an intro for him to go with avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. <laughs> that's how he, hey, that's good advice. That's how he's talking. <laughs> Anybody ever tell you look like a penis with a hat on? I didn't know, no, 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 you misunderstood me. <laughs> uh, quotes are classic, Jimmy Dugan. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot and I'm gonna throw somebody out there, but it's hard for me. It'd be a lot easier to do that at like four or five than to like. So Jimmy Dugan was my number one. Like yeah, he is okay. my he's my my favorite. So home, do you want me to go now then and basically because that's your number one or what do yeah. you want to do? Give your number one and then I'll come back to my number one. All right. Now, so well, I'll come back to my replacement number one. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, basically, uh, I hope I didn't piss off the Italians too much in my last uh, list by only having Rocky at three. But I will make it up to them and saying Rocky is my number one uh, sports movie character of all time. A great underdog story. You can tell there's a, probably a theme that I do like when, uh, you know, Joy, it's the underdogs taking over, uh, you know, beating, defying all odds and showing it's not the size of the, was the size of the man or fighting the man or something like that. But yeah, uh, Rocky is my favorite uh, movie, sports movie character of all time. Taught me how to fight and watch TV, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's exactly how I have to fight. Yeah. Um, wow. All right, I'm 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 going way outside the box right now. Let's do it. <clears throat> Again, but- Jimmy G- Jimmy Dugan. Is your number avoid, one? So this avoid is your the clap, Jimmy Dugan. Number one. No, this is my Sorry. replacement. Number one. Okay. Cheryl Yost. Refresh my memory. Uh, the coach's daughter from Remember the Titans, the little girl. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, I had to Google what her name was real yeah, quick. Yeah, okay, so, okay. Um, just the. <laughs> I can never forget, like just how into the game she is or when the the one kid gets replaced because he can't cover nobody and they put pd jones the mm-hmm. running back y'all pd jones in I on defense and she turns around and is like he's getting beat like he stole something <laughs> she says it to the father of the <laughs> it's just funny that you would say like yeah like her so enthused about the game of football yeah um and if i had a daughter like that would be my expectation of my you know daughter, what? right? I, like I feel like you know you know stories about my daughter Grayson. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like she could be on the she's gonna be something like oh my god, dude. We didn't reference the, I almost called her the icebox, and we didn't reference Little Giants. Wow, wow. But we're referencing Max O'Shea. We're referencing now. So honorable mention. Oh my god, this is why. And that's football. Like, we don't even have an excuse, right? Like, it's yeah. like, that could have been part of the football. But, dude, this was a, honestly, for me, this was a lot of fun, like, putting together this list a little bit because I was smiling, um, like, thinking about being creative, was opening myself to ridicule with, like, a league of their own, potentially, like, as nah, number that one was, one of my favorite that was, character. That's, that, yeah, that's up there. 
I enjoyed it, man. I really enjoyed these lists. I really enjoyed these lists. I think we're getting out of uh, Hollywood now. Yeah, we are getting out of Hollywood and getting into the real world. But we're looking at the real world from a different camera lens. So as we get in, Lou had a great idea. And I love this because this is just for interpretation, right? The top five scariest players of all time. NFL players of all time, the scariest. Lou, this was your topic. It's your subject matter. Who's number five? All right. For me, number five probably would be – there's so many – I got, I got, I got a good list here. I got, a, I have a, I, I'm just, I'm just a fantastic list, by the way. Okay, so all right, so number five, I'm going to start off with James Harrison. He yeah. is a scary, you know, a, a scary human being. Uh, the guy was just violent, uh, just the way he looks. And if you follow him on Instagram, this guy is still benching like almost 400 pounds, and with the with the chains attached to it and everything. This guy is a beast. He just looks like he gives you this look like I have nothing to lose in life. I'm going to kill you type stuff. Uh, and he played like that. He was part integral part of the of those Steelers defenses. Uh, could do anything from stopping the run, sacking the quarterback, and even inter- you know uh, you know creating havoc in the passing game and, and, and you know having interceptions. Let's not forget about that fantastic play he had against the Cardinals in the Super Bowl. Uh, he ran it back you know like 99 yards for a touchdown, but before the end of the second half, I mean the first half. Uh, James Harrison though just has that look on his face that like it it it's very intimidating. So I'm gonna say James Harrison number five. And it's like slight lazy eye that like it's like he doesn't look like he's all there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's I say it just like it just like adds to the crazy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it just like fits the personality. Psycho man, absolute maniac. And and a great story too, right? Like, I mean, what he, if I remember correctly, like undrafted, undrafted, and then you know, like Super Bowl. No, he didn't win the MVP. San Antonio Holmes did, but like, didn't he return the the ninety nine yard interception? Yeah. For, yeah, yeah, for touchdown, like whatever. A lot of my guys are actually some old school players. I do um, have a lot. Of old so school like, too. I like throughout. I have fourteen names on my list. Okay, I would I say. I don't even know if this person still plays, but I'm just going to say none of them still play. This one yeah. might. I don't think um, I have it. I have one that still plays. All right. So my number five is going to be Dick Night Train Lane. Ooh, that's a great one because he doesn't look scary, but damn, he played scary, man. He would decapitate. Yeah. He, he's literally – literally the reason that there's a face mask penalty in the NFL because he would grab you by the face mask and throw you to the ground. Now this is a different era, right? Like different rules, like nobody protected the quarterback here. I mean, shit, the quarterback was basically a sacrificial lamb in the NFL when night train Mm -hmm. lane was playing, but like night train is a symbol of this man went hard, steamrolled you took no prisoners. Again, he played before you and I were even watching football, man. Like, it was yeah, but a if you watch, thing. yeah, but I remember but if, always growing up on football on Super Bowl Sunday, they would play on like on one of oh, the yeah. stations, all the like on the Super Bowl games. And stuff. You would always see like footage of him, man. Yeah. So, so where I remember being introduced to Night Train Lane is my my grandfather was a big NFL films fan. So like Steve Sable, yes, like those guys, I, who yes. that, 
had a lot of the videos, VHS videos, man. So when like me and my cousins would sleep over my grandparents' house, it like as an excuse to just like all get together and do whatever, we'd pop in those videos. And a lot of them were like throwback highlights of people like Dick Lane, right? And it was just like, oh my God, like the NFL that we were even watching as kids was cleaned up, even though it was still a filthy league, was cleaned up ridiculously yeah. from when these guys played. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, oh my I I can't play football. Like this guy would kill people like Dick Nitrate Lane, my number five, without question. Wow. Wow. So <clears throat> I am going to probably shock you with this one. Because he doesn't I wouldn't say he looks terrifying, but what he can do is terrifying. I'm gonna say Larry Allen, offensive tackle for the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, Dallas... He played offensive tackle for the San Francisco 49ers, too. I know who Larry Allen is. No, no, I know, but it just would be interesting to put him on this list. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, their offensive line in the 90s were prob- were a thing to like witness. It was just beautiful. Emma Smith probably wouldn't have got taught. If they had, I wish they had analytics back then, but like he probably didn't get touched until like six yards down the field. Like, So he, they were very responsible for his success. Larry Aaron, Eric Williams, Nate Newton, like yeah. Stefan Wisniewski, like that offensive line was loaded. Mark two and a, loaded. Yeah, all of them. Two, yep. So why I'm saying Larry Allen, there's two things. I hope listeners, you know, go back and, and just, you know, Google Larry Allen bench pressing. And there's two videos out there on YouTube. The first video is Larry Allen easily putting up 225 43 times. Like it was like his warm up. The second one is a video of him benching 705 pounds. And here's the crazy thing. He didn't just do 705 pounds. He started off at 650, 675, 705. It wasn't his first rep. You see what I'm saying? He already put up 650 and 675. And th- that to see someone and with the bar, and you know what? It looked, didn't look hard at all. And he had a closed grip, which makes it even harder. Uh, when you're benching. And last but not least, you got to go look at – so we're talking about from a strength standpoint. But then go look at what he does and then, you know, YouTube this. There's a video of him chasing down a Saints linebacker on an interception, and he catches him from behind. He runs so fast. You would not think a guy who's 6'3", 325 pounds, of like a country-looking type of guy that would be able to do this. He'd be scary. I feel like you get him, he, he would tear you apart. He just can easily rip you in half. Massive he was, human being. He was an elite football player and one of those guys that really put left tackle on the map in terms of significance and importance. Well, he was more like, of a right tackle with the Cowboys. He played left tackle in SF um, for a little bit. He, but you but know who he, always got him? You know who always bitched him around? Reggie White. I mean, Reggie White's a Hall of Famer, dude. He I know, a lot but Allen Allen was very good, and he would he would beat him with that with that club hand. So him over. Speaking of Reggie White, last night they replayed the Packers Patriots Super Bowl, the one that Desmond mm-hmm. Howard won the MVP uh, MVP in. And I was watching Reggie White, and I was like, my God, very. Good. He was just so good. Yeah. You know who was actually pretty crazy. Do you remember Gilbert Brown? Oh, big number 93. Dude, they showed multiple plays where this man dropped in coverage and ran down running backs. He's a very good. Like 360 pounds, nose tackle. Like, (laughs) yeah. I was like, oh my God, I forgot how good that Packer team was. Um, All right. 
Number what did I start us? Yes. So I'm on number four. Yes. No. Yeah, because I only gave you, one. Yeah, 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 you gave no, one. Did, so you, oh, you, you start did. us. You just did four. Did, I'm yes. doing four right now. Okay. Um, wow. I'm pivoting. I'm going Ronnie Lott, number four. Yes, has to be up there. For a, I mean, I'm not going to steal your thunder. You know, this is your floor. This is your team. Go this ahead. is not a homer pick either. No, not the, at all. He played a violent brand of football as a defensive back, a very violent brand of football. And this I think is you guy. Yeah, state the obvious. Yeah, why, I mean, why is he why had his is he... pinky half his pinky amputated in the middle of the game and came out and finished the game? Right, like I mean, that story is extremely exaggerated, just for the record. Um, but it is a story that will go down in infamy and always attach itself to Ronnie Lot, like the epitome of a winner the epitome of a football player and how gritty and grimy this sport is but this is a converted corner that went to safety dude and just laid the wood when i think of ronnie lott i think of those massive shoulder pads and how he'd come down and lay the wood dude it's i i know i'm a 49ers fan but this no, this is this is not a homer pick this, this is, is not a homer pick at this all is common sense but there there is a play that i will always remember i don't even know if you can go find it but I used to have this game recorded on VHS, and I used to have a lot of 49 Monday night football games that the 49ers played in. I would have recorded on VHS from when I was a kid during Hurricane Sandy. All of my VHS tapes were under my parents' house, um, which was on the water and got lost. Right, Like everything that we had got destroyed in, in the hurricane. So I lost all of these, but I don't even know who has VHS VHS player anyway to prove it anymore. But nonetheless, there was a Monday night football game. It's actually the football game that LT got severely injured in um, against the 49ers. OJ Anderson was the running back. So this was 89. This is the year that the 49ers beat, went in to beat the Broncos 55-10 in the Super Bowl. And the next year, the Giants had our number in the NFC Championship game. Nonetheless, this is during the regular season. Ronnie Lott comes down. And OJ, we all know, remember OJ Anderson. This is not a... Barry Sanders size running back. OJ Anderson was like a Jerome Bettis type running back, mm -hmm. right? Like a moose. Ronnie Locke came down on the line of scrimmage and met this man and hit him so hard. He literally flipped, bro. He literally flipped his, he hit him dead in his shoulder pads and his legs went up over his head. That's how hard the momentum was. And dude, I'm seven years old when that happened. And I still remember that as like it's like permanently embedded in my brain ronnie lott was a violent football player and yeah. a very physical player and a very intimidating individual yeah no i agree number uh, three number three all right so number three i'm torn here um all right i'm gonna go old school and if you look at like what a football player back in the 70s should look like it was this guy. It was Jack Lambert. Guy had no. <laughs> yes, Dude, yes, guy, yes. Guy had no teeth whatsoever. <laughs> but, you know, he just looked like he got off work. You know, work at the steel mill. Came to work, was mad. He just angry, and he took his frustration out on opposing offenses. And he was part of that that steel curtain defense. But it's cool if you go watch him. I feel like he played like a like a wrestler. Like he'd be pile driving people and like. 
you know, uh, sidewalk slamming them or like, you know, you know, uh, it just was, he just played angry. He just played like he was really like a pissed off guy. And he gets off that look of like, wow, this guy has been through hell and back. And he's, you know, and I just think it's an iconic, there's an iconic picture of him, Jack Lambert, man. It's like what you think of when you think of like, the Steelers and like yeah. his time in that era. That's, that's a great number three. I have him on my list too. Um, number three for me, I'm going to parlay into another Jack and it's Jack Tatum. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of people probably don't remember Jack Tatum, but he was a defensive back for the Oakland Raiders. Uh, you know me, I'm infatuated with defensive backs. Dude's nickname was the assassin. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you not on anybody's list if your nickname is The Assassin? So, again, another one that I was introduced to just through, like, one of those NFL, NFL films. films things, like, through my grandfather. Because I specifically remember one of the videos that he had was about, like, the heaviest hits in NFL history. And Jack Tatum was in multiple of these collisions that I'll never especially against the Steelers, man. Those games were crazy back then. Oh in the my day. god. Oh, the yeah, Raiders, the Raiders Steelers, Steelers games, yeah. AFC. Dude, games. like oh, Lynn Swan, god. like I think I saw a one with uh, Jack Tatum that like uh I think it was a Haynes, maybe maybe held up Swan and then like I feel like Tatum came out of nowhere and did like a like a Dudley Brothers like you know spine buster on him or something. It just was crazy. So it's funny because when we were preparing for this and like Jack Tatum's name is in like the back of my mind, it's been a long time since I've seen those films. Right. So it's like, let me make sure I'm not like crazy and it's hard to find like tape and, and film on it, but was reading about him for a moment mm-hmm. as I was reading. And I didn't even know that <laughs> this is crazy, dude. In his first NFL game ever, he knocked two guys out of the game <laughs> in his first NFL game ever. Wow. He actually, paralyzed an individual because he hit them so hard like you i don't know like what are you supposed to say to that like i mean like as a safety dude whose safeties have the ability to be running full speed full Mm -hmm. speed when they make contact with somebody and in the 70s you think anybody worried about where your head position was on a fucking tackle they They're were aiming for right the head. In, yeah, they were putting the, the the crown of their helmet in your fucking ear hole. Yeah, like that's where they were putting it. Um, Tatum was a beast, bro. And again, like when you have nicknames like the Assassin, you're a violent football player. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, right, number, two number two for me. This is easy uh, for me. It's Lawrence Taylor. It has to be LT. You gotta change, you know, change the game. He's single-handedly the reason why uh, Joe Theismann went into broadcasting. <laughs> uh, he's also the single reason, uh, every uh, reason why every left tackle should thank their the God for LT because he's he basically made the left tackle position extremely imperative after that Joe Theismann hit. Uh, he played like a madman, head on fire. Um, it's funny because that was like a Bill a Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick, you know, New York Giants defense supposed to be very regimented and what have you. They just told LT, do whatever you want. Everyone else, 10 guys on the field, right, had assignments. LT, they just said, go ahead and do what you want. And he played like a madman. And that's – he played like a madman when he wasn't on cocaine. Yeah. And then he was playing, you know, coke, you know, coked out too. So uh, 
pawning his Super Bowl rings for blow. Like, yeah, dude's an but, animal. But you know what? We also should have named him as one of the top movie characters, Shark, in any given Sunday. Uh, so, or or another one that I'm disappointed that none of us referenced was The Water crap. Boy. Yeah. The Water Boy, yeah. Or Happy Gilmore, too. But okay, aside, uh, Lawrence Taylor, definitely number two uh, because he just he played like a madman. Yeah. Um, I'll pivot. Lawrence was my number one. So okay. I'll pivot when I come number one. You said everything that you needed to say. Um, so I'll say my number two. I got two guys that I want to throw in there. I'll say lights out Sean Merriman. Yes. That's very good. Yeah. He played, dude, when he's with the Chargers, man. Bro, his nickname's Lights Out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, sometimes the nickname tells you everything that you need to know. How do you think he got that nickname? When yeah, it wasn't by accident. He yeah. he put lights out on people. Um, violent player, a very skilled player, actually, was not mm-hmm. one-dimensional by any means. But when he got to you, he got to you with bad intentions. Um I love football player. I thought his career was cut short. I thought yeah. he should have played a little bit longer. I know you're you're biased towards loving him because you're a Chargers fan. I'm not, you know, I mean, I'm like a quasi Chargers fan. I feel like <laughs> I root for them harder than you do sometimes. Um, but lights out, Sean Merriman. Uh, he's he he was he was different, man. He yeah. was just he was just different in an era where like. I don't want to say when he was playing football got soft, but it was softer it was than what we're describing. It was your Robert Mathis. It was yeah. like uh, your Dwight Freeney, Demarcus Ware. Finesse. It was speed. Yeah. He and reintroduced he, a physical brand of football. Speed to, he was speed to power, man. Yep. That's a great right. one. My number one, Ray Lewis. A guy, uh, he killed two guys. I mean, how can he be not number one? <laughs> like, I don't understand how, how was Ray Lewis not number one. And I know it was like, you know, self-defense and everything, but yeah. like, also, he the guy just brought so much energy and passion, and he spoke in like such like soliloquies and like poems, but like they were like intense and like he, you know, I would run through a wall, and I respected him his gameplay, and he, and he just never took a playoff. He was always running around like a chicken without a head, like you know, just going side to side. He just was a, he always wanted to deliver the knockout blow every tackle. It wasn't just to get the guy down; he wanted to end his soul. And that's why I think, you know, Ray Lewis, uh, you know, should be number one. And two murders doesn't hurt either. Well, I mean, we're saying scariest player, right? Um, I don't have Ray in my top five. And that's, again, this is like, I mean, I have 14 names on my list, right? Yeah. So it's not to belittle anybody, right? And this is, again, what why lists are debatable. But number, number one, I told you for me, was LT. I don't want to be redundant. So my new replaced number one is uh, Big Mean Joe Green from yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I mean, again, old school, like real I did, school. dude. I did. Football was different then, bro. Like, you can't, you can't even try to argue that football was not a different level of violence and insanity in the 60s, 70s, and early 80s than it is today. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course. That's why I don't have any real – there's only one player I had. Uh, I have – I actually have one – I have one and a half players that play, like one that plays definitively right now, mm-hmm. one that I'm not – I'd have to Google to see if he's actually on a roster somewhere. Yeah. Um, he probably is. But um, Joe Green, again, mean Joe Green, like – 
not an accident that that's that's his name. Part of that vaunted steel curtain defense. Uh, did a lot. Rushed off the edge. Could clog your middle. Powers like literally like. All right. So if we're going back, you know what? Another movie that we didn't freaking reference is is uh, No Holds Bar. Yes. That's Zeus important. and Hulk Hogan and yeah, Bruce right. Barbie But like, I only thought of that because like, do you remember the wrestler Big Boss Man? Yeah, he'd catch you on the side and like yeah. slam you down to the ground. I mean, I have visions of Joe Green doing that in, in my head. Um, and again, Jack Lambert, Joe Green, all these guys, they were all part of that crazy vaunted steel curtain defense that mm-hmm. literally s- invented, in my opinion, this notion of like defense wins championships, yeah. right? Like, does anybody really look at Terry Bradshaw and be like, you're an NFL, like, you, you know what I mean? Like what his skill set and what he did. And I know he won four Super Bowls as a Steeler, blah, 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 blah. There's blah, like blah. four or was five carried great. by that defense. Yeah, there's like four or five great defense in the NFL history. And the Pittsburgh uh, Steel defense, you know, that's one of the top lowers out there. I agree. Yeah, 100%. That, the, what was the, um, what was the the Rams defense? The deep that defensive line, like Deacon Jones and those guys. I'm trying to remember what they were actually called. And then you have the Purple Man Eaters, right? The, yeah, yeah, the, the, Vikings, the Vikings defense. Yeah, the Tampa um, Bay Bucks, but they were different. They weren't. Yeah, that was Tony Dungy, so, Tampa two yeah. sort but of. So they thing. were they flew around. All right, so I have two honorable mentions. Let's do it. I'll do my. Uh, I'm just going to spew them out real quick. Um, Aaron Donald. He's the only one that I have out there. The reason why he's smaller than you know everyone for his position really, and he always, and he's tougher than anyone in his position. Uh, he just has that gangster mentality, like yeah. Uh, kind of like that Chicago gangster mentality, kind of quiet but like confident type shit. And believe it or not, this might shock you. Uh, what about Steve Atwater? You're talking about the safeties flying down at all. If you want to see some good hits, man, Steve Atwater, the Denver Broncos, brought Different. it. Yeah. Different. And, uh, one of the things he was famous for was, if listeners don't know, um, Christian Okoye was on the Kansas City Chiefs, and he was called oh. the Nigerian Nightmare because he, he was so much bigger and run over people, right? He always run over people. He's, I liked Christian Okoye you know, growing up. Steve Atwater came down one time, met him at the line of scrimmage, and blew up Okoye. And Okoye was never, never ever the same after that one play. He got, he became like it changed Okoye his whole, his whole career after that. So Atwater was, Atwater was an animal, man. He yeah, man. he was an animal, and that, God, like someone like calling out some of these names, man. I I really miss football when we were growing up. Oh yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Like, so what were you two? Uh... My two, some, do you have any op, um, honorable mentions? I do, I do. So the the lone offensive player on my list is Trent Williams, actually. Current yeah. offensive tackle. Larry Allen, I get it. Yeah, yeah no, he's dude, scary. He, come on, man. We no. could pull up seven YouTube videos right now of him murdering people offline. And you talked about what Larry Allen can do from an athletic ability standpoint. I mean, Trent Williams is just the, the, the 2010s version and 2020s version of what Larry Allen was in the nineties in the early two yeah. thousands. Um, another one for me is, and this might be a little controversial actually, but alumni alumni of ball so hard university. Do you, do you remember that? You don't remember You're talking that. about Suggs? Yeah. Terrell Suggs. Yeah. Um, t- so Terrell does have more finesse to his game than like some of these other players that we were talking about, but he's got that longevity piece. But 
when I think of scariest players, like I challenge yeah, any listener scary. right he now, yeah, like... go Google Terrell Suggs right now and look at that face and tell me you want to see that man at the other end of an alley one on one by yourself. He might be the ugliest man I ever did see in my entire life, but T Sizzle, I'll never ever forget. I don't remember if it was like because it's varied if that was like a Monday night game or a Sunday night game when they used to introduce themselves and everybody started like going to like what high school they came from versus what college. Mm -hmm. But he came out and said ball so hard university, (laughs) but Arizona state alum uh, Terrell Suggs was up there. And then one, I mean, I don't think you can have a list without having Dick Buckus on it. I have him on there. I have him. uh, I definitely have Buckus and I also have uh, a shout out to Takeo spikes. Yeah. You know, that wide neck, you know? Bro, I mean, played for both of our squads. I, You so, know what I mean? Like, I'm exactly. happy with that. Um, Charles Haley is another one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Former Niner, former Cowboy. Yeah. I th- I think outside Tom Brady, he might have the most Super Bowl rings of any player that's ever played. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was a dirty player, but he was a dirty player inside yeah. the locker room too, man. You hear some of those stories that he used to do around reporters and whipping mm-hmm. his shit out in front of people, <laughs> just like a filthy human being. How did we not this also John Randall? Yeah, John oh Randall's more entertaining though. He's yeah, more yeah, yeah. All, All right, right, so what's our next list? So right now we're gonna parlay into our our personal most hated players through our fandom, right? So I expect us to have some drastic differences here because, like, you probably yeah. have very specific players from very specific teams. Um, and, I'm gonna and shock I you. I do the too. same. All, All right. right, number five. So- Dude, I'm sorry. I know I'm sniping you right off the bat, and this is kind of your fault, and you warned me about this individual uh, coming to the AFC West this year. And uh, I've never had an issue with this with this, uh, with this this individual before. Because I, don't think I, I don't think I ever really followed him as closely from a, a personal standpoint, like a social media standpoint and stuff like that. But Russell Wilson, I really hate him. <laughs> yeah, I haven't had to deal with him yet. Just wait. I, 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 Just I know, wait. I know, because he is good. He's one of those quarterbacks that are not good to, during the first three quarters, and he'll he'll beat you in the fourth and ultimately win it. But he, he is one of the corniest sons of bitches out there, and it's just – it's going to be real frustrating to lose to this corny son of a bitch. Wow. It's, it's just Russell Wilson. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm going to. This re- is a new hatred for me. I'm really going to have to pivot because that's literally no, no, my, no, no, my that's... one through four. Yeah, yeah. Like, is Russell Wilson. But let me tell you a little bit about Russell Wilson and why you're going to hate this man. Because for three and a half quarters, he looks like he doesn't even play exactly. in the NFL. Now, I'm not just saying he'd like. That's like Eli. Turn, that's like, like he comes back and wins in the fourth quarter. Like, for three and a half quarters, he looks lost out there. Offenses look freaking anemic and then all of a sudden it's like oh yeah i play football like like literally just like that oh yeah i play football now for the long time when the 49ers and seahawks were very competitive in the 2010s right like in that era 49ers were not known to be this offensive juggernaut right our defense is what won us games so we'd lose those games because when he was non-existent for three and a half quarters we never pulled away it was always close enough that he could do something and come back. What I think he's going to realize or what I think is going to happen to him. And I like literally am like waiting to watch this. And this is my, a bold prediction 
is he ain't going to be able to fall asleep at the fucking wheel for three and a half quarters in the AFC West. Can't do it. These offenses will put up 30 points on you before you know it, and that becomes insurmountable. And you know what? The Denver Broncos, while a good football team, still don't have the defense that the Seattle Seahawks did while Russ was cooking and things were going on. Like it's this ain't the Legion of Boom. You know what I mean? This ain't those this ain't the I'm same pray, team. I'm praying from your lips to God's ears, man. I'm like praying. I think it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be hard. It is gonna be hard to lose to this guy and hear the after game speech and then on social media like you know, watching like his corny ass video, I'm like, wow, we lost to the biggest Dude, corn ball. Of you, all time. you want you, but you want to know why you you want to hate him? Yes, he's corny, but he is the ultimate team player. He's the ultimate face of a franchise. Like, there's nobody better than him. He says everything right. Like, he literally does right. If he didn't play for the Seattle Seahawks for as long as he did and go against my team twice a year, I'd probably love the guy. And respect that he is just a natural-born winner, and he does all the things right, and he's a great, great spokesperson for the NFL, and he's going to stay in this league for a really, really long time, and he's going to be an announcer, and he's going to be all of those things. Like, But I fucking hate him. Like, I hate him. Like, I I need four or five years. Yeah, like, no, he's – I need four or five – he's too good when it matters, right? Like, it's like – I respect Russell Wilson. I really do. Like, I really, really do. But, like, I need four or five years with him not fucking up my life multiple times a year to, like, get over that. Well, now now he's in our division, so. Yeah, so. Lucky, lucky who's, who's your number five? All right, number five for me, and this is going to be, like, this is this is the epitome of Alanis Morissette song, Isn't It Ironic? Deion Sanders. Why is this ironic? Because he's actually probably one of my top five favorite athletes of all time. I have his 49ers throwback 94 jersey when he won the Super Bowl. Loved him. Loved everything about Prime when he was Atlanta Falcon. Why? Because for most of the time when Atlanta – beat down on them. Yeah, most people don't remember that the Atlanta Falcons were actually in the NFC West along with the New Orleans Saints at one point in time. And the Rams, that was our division. The Seahawks actually used to be in the AFC. That's how far we go back. AFC West. So – the reality is, is like they were irrelevant, right? Like they had Dion, they had like Andre Bad Moon Rising, and that's a Chris Berman name, by the mm-hmm. way, Bad Moon Rising. Um, but when he left us and he went to the Dallas Cowboys, yes, come on, man. Dion was just a he was like a mercenary, Burr paid him the most, yeah, yeah, and listen, but I he could have gone to any other team in the NFL, and I wouldn't have hated on him for that. But he is literally he one of my top, top with, uh, favorite players of all time with Jerry. Like, yeah, every he had battle. epic battles with Jerry Rice. I, I mean, Steve Young hated him. Bro, he had, he had best, to hate him. Two best players at their position of all time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, You're it's, right, it, yeah. And no, they – No lies there. And, and these teams played against each other in the NFC Championship every yeah. year. You know what I mean? Like uh, – yeah. But I love Dion. Like, I, I'll literally – I've worn my Dion jersey on this show – when we've recorded before, uh, but for a long time, I hated him more than anything because he was a Dallas Cowboy. Yeah, I'm blaming. All right, my number four probably will shock you once again. Uh, you know, it'd be weird to have a, a player that's on, uh, you know, that you support, like a, that's on the team that you support, be on your list. But I do have a, a San Diego Charger on my list. Don't you dare say Natron means. No, no, Natron. No, I love Natron means, but 
It's Nate Cady, the Chargers kicker. <laughs> I know exactly where I was at the time uh, watching them play the Jets. The Jets were such like, – they, they backed into the playoffs and back in 2010. Uh, they were just such a – they were like a blue-collar team. And like, okay, like there was no reason why the game should have been that close, so you could have blamed on Rivers. But the Chargers lost 17-14. And it was because of Nate Kading, because he missed. This guy was a pro bowler. He was the best kicker in the NFL at the time. Could have been missed. Scott Norwood. He missed, you know, yeah. He missed three field goals. Two were from 37 and 40 yards. And he missed three field goals. How do you miss three field goals in a game? A so, pro bowler. Like, <laughs> I've never seen someone have, like, the yips like that before. So, Nate Kading... You're my number four. So, so funny, dude. Um, I was watching on the NFL Network a week or so ago. They And I only watched a little bit of it, but it was the one of the playoff games, Chargers-Colts. This is when Manning was still a Colt. So I don't remember like – I know exactly where it was. I, I, I don't remember if this was the year that the Colts went to the Super Bowl and that's why what, they were showing that game. Was it in San Diego? No, it was in Indy. We won that game. You won. That's the year that you lost to the, the Jets in, in the NFC Championship, right? No, not the, the Patriots hey. because because uh, um, LT had a he uh, hurt his knee in that sprained MCL, and Rivers had a torn ACL. But then they oh, went yeah, to New yeah. England. Yeah. So Nate Cading actually missed a field goal in that game. Hit the post. Dude, no, it wasn't. It wasn't just the. It wasn't just the Jets game. He missed clutch field goals. Like, nope. it was, and this it was the a playoff game. And he would never miss it in the regular season. It was always in the playoffs, bro. But what I loved about it was Bob Sanders. We all remember the eraser, Bob Sanders, another violent football player who was real good and had his prime taken out from underneath him. After Kading missed the field goal, he, like, jumps on Kading to, like, celebrate like he would celebrate with one of his own teammates and got a 15-yard on sports and, like, <laughs> conduct penalty after. And I changed the channel, but it's just so relevant that, like, you're bringing it up right now, yeah. and I literally just watched that happen. All right, let's not throw more salt in the wound. That was hard for me to do. All right, um, number five for me. Four. Uh, four, Emmett Smith. Uh, I'm, I'm noticing a theme here. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of Cowboys on this list, just so we're clear. Um, but that was my era growing up, man. You know what I mean? This was – that was shot. the battle. That was the early 90s, man. It was – it was just the Cowboys and the 49ers and the Cowboys and the 49ers and the Cowboys and the 49ers in the NFC. And it was just like rinse and repeat, man. It was just a matter of who was going to host the NFC championship game. Uh, there, was a, there was a three-way tangle. You had the Packers too. But I that, that, was that was mid-90s. Yeah. That was mid-90s. Early 90s is – it was – I mean, dude, I can't tell you how many years 49ers would go 13-3, and three, be the best team in the NFC, best team in the NFL record-wise. And then – Emmett Smith, Troy Aikman, and boys just yep. figured out a way, mostly behind Larry Allen and that offensive line and what they were able to do, like you referenced earlier. Uh, hated Emmett Smith. Okay. Hated Emmett Smith. All right. Well, I will stick with the same theme for my number third uh, most hated player. I'll st- uh, it'll be a division rival. Tyreek Hill. And the reason why for Tyreek Hill, A, not a big fan of the person. Won't get too much into that. If you know, you know type stuff. But also, he would kill the Chargers. Either he would exploit blown coverages, or at times the Chargers would have perfect coverage on him. 
and it's just that his speed you can't you can't cover speed and he, he just would do, i would hold my breath anytime the ball with Mahomes throw the ball deep to um, uh hill and just pray you know it would it just be an incompletion because two two out of three times it's either gonna be a caught pass for a touchdown or pass interference you know by we yeah, by a defensive back and uh yeah Tyreek Hill I'm gonna say uh, you can say I might be a little bit happy he's no longer in the AFC West. Just a so, little bit. Actually, <clears throat> I hate Tyreek Hill too, the player. <laughs> he's not on my he's on my list, but he's not like in my top five of my list. He's uh, an honorable mention. But I'll I'll stay on this point for a moment. And what I hate about him, outside the person, is it's to me it's like his athletic ability and his whatever his traits or whatever are just speed, right? Like things that just can't be coached, can't be taught, can't be whatever. Like other than that, like I'm, I don't know what value. Like I'm thrilled to death he's on the Miami Dolphins because watch this man flounder. Watch this man flounder. Like don't give me the you can use him the way that like use Debo. No, nope, he ain't built that way, right? Like you can't. They're gonna try to trust me. They're gonna try to. They but will. Man, but he'll become do, yeah. a he'll become a gadget player. He's not going to be that deep threat because he doesn't have Mahomes airing that thing out to him like he's had in in Kansas City. And I have re- reason to hate him. Maybe because of a Super Bowl on third and fifteen, he catches this pass downfield on a potentially busted coverage where Nick Bosa is literally being mugged behind the line of scrimmage that should have been called for holding and had the play call back. But aside from that, like what I hate is the fanfare around him and like. He's a top five receiver in the league. He's a top five receiver in the league. Top five receiver. Like, I don't know if I subscribe to that. Like, I don't know if I subscribe to that based on what I look for in my wide receivers. To me, he's a one-trick pony. He's a one-trick pony. Don't he like does, him. Dude, it does the trick really well, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you sure trick- he's on your list? That sounds like number four to me. <laughs> no, he's on it, dude. It's, it was close contention. Okay. Um, What am I at? Number three? Yeah. Uh, Brett Favre. Most <laughs> so now we're just translating into the. I'm gonna 90s. see if I can. I'm gonna see if I can predict your next one. But go ahead with Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Um, li- listen, and and I'm gonna be very clear. Every single person that's on my list, minus one, I actually respect. Like respect, right? Like the hatred here and why I hate them is because they're really freaking good. You know what I mean? And they're really good because we are playing in big time games against big time players, and they showed up. Um, I, I the Brett Favre was playing the NFL. Like I'll look at you right now and tell you he's in my top ten Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks all time. What he's done, what he's accomplished, the way he played the game, the way he approached the game. Problem was is sometimes that screwed my team over, right? And like mm-hmm. I feared going to, and playing against Brett Favre because he was a risk taker, he was a gunslinger, he wasn't afraid to throw that ball, even when times when you're like, you should not throw that pass, and that pass should not have been completed in blanket coverage but it would still be completed and may have been a, been a massive catch from Sterling Sharp. If you remember Sterling Sharp Sterling and not Sharp. Shannon Sharp or Antonio Freeman or Robert, Robert Brooks, Brooks, these wide receivers that they have that probably should have gotten more of the accolade for the play and the completion. But Brett Favre would for like, look where he put that ball where only they could catch it sort of thing. Mm. I hated Brett Favre, hated him. Brett Favre. So it's funny. I, my Brett Favre is – Tom Brady, he's my number two most hated player. Fucking hate him too. But you got yeah. The reason why is just Tom Brady is like death and taxes. It's inevitable that he's gonna if you if you give him the ball, 
down, you know, a touchdown or less, he's it's going to be scored. And I've seen it single-handedly done to the Chargers two or three times where I felt like the Chargers had a way better team than the Patriots. I've also seen it done to the Atlanta Falcons 28-3. Like, this guy is just – He's inevitable. He's, you know, you cannot. He's destiny, yep. and you and you can't beat him. You cannot beat him. Respect I mean, him. hate if, him. You know, he got beat. You know, between Eli and um, you know, Eli and uh, Nick Foles. But like, it was just a hiccup. He came back next year and won it. You know, again. Yeah. So, so it's just it's. I I hate him because he's so good, and he he, he crushes all of your hopes and dreams. Yeah, um, relentless individual again i i think when these names appear on our list it is a sign of admiration is a sign of respect outside of Tyreek. my next one is not a sign of admiration or respect you'll okay. wait to hear that all right so i think i'm on number two mm-hmm. um michael irving <laughs> <laughs> i listen i love irv like the playmaker you know what i mean like a baller but i'm i'm taking it back to the rivalry and he big catches in big time places he did man he did big time the one, the one that sticks out to me is when Dion owned him in the game, and that was, that was the nine, the ninety four NFC Championship game, the ninety five Super Bowl. Watched it last week. Yeah, dude, he Dion was on point that game and just went everywhere. Actually, for most of the game, it was thought that he was going to line up across Alvin Harper, so they thought they were going to have Irvin on Ed Eric Davis all day long, uh, but Eric Davis had that quick pick six uh, in the, in that game. But you know, there's a there's a, a, a Potential pass interference penalty that could have been called on Dion that wasn't called on Dion that Irv still talks about to this day and we'll talk to Dion about it when they're when they ever battle on on the NFL Network. Uh, but Irvin was just a, he was just a playmaker, man. Like the that run game, him, Alvin Harper, Jay Novacek, they made Troy Aikman look a lot. Actually, it's funny, dude. He's not on my list, Troy Aikman. He should be on my list. I just like when I my memory tells me that Troy Aikman wasn't a great quarterback, right? It was the players around him and the scheme and and all those things. But I've gone like through NFL network and other things. I've watched some old cowboy games. I'm like, Aikman was a better player than most people give him credit for. Like he, he was a legit quarterback, legit player. Um, But yeah, Michael Irvin dude. And, and and the reason why is because when he'd make the play, everybody knew about it. Okay. I got to read on you. I know who your number one is, by the way. I'm pretty confident in that. All right, so my number one, I told you I couldn't put – it was hard for me to put one San Diego Charger on the list. But no, I do not have just one. I got two. Coming in, number one of my most hated NFL players of all time, I have the safety of the San Diego Chargers, Marlon McCray. But why Marlon McCree? Yeah, why Marlon McCree? <laughs> why Marlon McCree, right? Yeah. For those, we were just talking about Tom Brady and the Patriots. Why not Stan Humphreys or why not? Dude, dude I'm going to tell you why. In 2006, the Chargers were the team to beat in the NFL. They were 14-2. and two. They had 11 pro ball players, bro. LT scored 31 touchdowns. Uh, I know. Like I had him on my fantasy team that year, yeah. by the way. Like I said, he led him to a 14-2 record, right? All right. 2006 AFC divisional round. The Chargers are hosting the New England Patriots. They are Patriots are not better than the Chargers this year. They are not. Chargers are up eight points. Patriots are driving. There's six minutes left in the game. 
Marlon McCree intercepts Tom Brady in the fourth quarter with six minutes left in the game. And then when he's returning it, he fucking fumbles the ball. <laughs> gives it back to gives it back to Tom Brady. You giving Tom Brady a second life? Yeah. You giving might Tom well, Brady might as well just walked off the field. Let me tell you why this was so contra- you know so awful to watch. Of course, Tom Brady comes down after the second life, scores a touchdown, two point conversion. Ironically, he went to Rasheed Cobwell, who Rasheed Cobwell was a former Charger. <clears throat> right? But if they don't fumble the ball, Chargers win. They go play the Colts. The, the Col- they play the Colts. There were certain teams back in that era that always owned other teams. The Colts always owned the Steelers. Guess who also always owned the Colts? The Chargers. They're just Chargers were just always more physical. Um, they would have beaten the Colts, f- firm believer of that, and then they would have played the Bears in the Super Bowl. Do you see why the Rex Grossman led Bears? The Rex Grossman led Bears. Now, why am I so mad? That was the year. That was it. That was when it was supposed to happen. Marlon uh, McCree, you you ruined fandom for me. I mean, God, I could throw Kyle Williams, who. You know, the fumbled the punt return in overtime, and you gave Eli Manning a second chance in OT. Um, and they went on to play the Patriots and beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. And I would tell you that the, that 49er football team was infinitely better than any team in the NFL that year. Infinitely better. That defense, dude, are you kidding me? Yeah. Was unbelievable. So I, I, Russell Wilson's my number one. Like, like I'm being, I have shifted the list and I just bumped everybody up. Like you said, Russell Wilson was your five. Uh, that, that was, I, that's yes. so Russell Wilson is my number one, but my former number two, who is now my number one. Cause I, once you said Russell, I don't want to be redundant. I took him out of my list. I said that he was my one through four. Hate a. Russell a. Wilson. It is Aaron fucking Rodgers. A. A. Ron. I just, he is so smug. He is so. Again, yeah, this, is, this is a compliment. You know, like, I mean, a compliment in that I, dude, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever, ever lace him up, dude, mm-hmm. in the regular season. In the regular season, I'm saying what we do to him. We own Aaron Rodgers, actually, when all said and done, right? Like, I mean, the, the Packers tend to be like, I mean, dude, the only games they've ever beat us, like Nick Mullins, starting quarterback, right? Like, in, in recent memory and time, like. So we, you just, you just hate the, the person. I just hate the person. I just yeah. hate the persona. I hate the person. Um, I hate the every year. Am I coming back? This is what I'm doing. You know what I mean? The drag outs. Some of the same reasons I hate Tom Brady. Like, dude, Tom Brady, what the fuck do you need to prove the NFL? Like, just go hang out with your wife who makes $400 million a year and what she's doing. Like, you don't need to be in this league. You don't need the money. You, it's, it's why you've never been the top paid quarterback in the NFL because you literally are like, I don't need it. Like, go get yeah. me other players. You know what I mean? Like, you're not clamoring yeah. for it. Um, Aaron Rodgers. I thought you were actually going to suspect that I had Aaron Donald in my, no. my top five uh, no. five here. Um, that's it. That's I, Aaron Rodgers. Fuck All right. <laughs> it's that simple. Fuck your life. Yeah. All right. So I think we should uh, you know, pick up the pace a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and let's focus on the top five uniforms of all time. Let's do it. You can go first this time. All right. Number five. Believe it or not, everything that I just said, the Green Bay Packers traditional <laughs> green and gold. <laughs> Dude, you need to see a shrink, bro. But here's why. 
um, my high school football team. So our colors were literally like our color scheme, palette, design of our uniform, everything identical to the Green Bay Packers, home and away unis, except on our helmet, instead of a G for Green Bay, it was a C for our mascot. But if you weren't like staring next to the actual decal on the helmet, you legit like we looked like the Green Bay Packers, like yeah. everything to the T looked like the Green Bay Packers. And so I have a, a natural infatuation because I wore that uniform and wore it pretty damn well, if I do say my, so myself for a couple of years. All right. All right. So, so funny they said that because my coming in my fifth ranked uh, top NFL uniform of all time was also inspired by my school. But it's inspired by my elementary school. See, I'm a Southern Stallion. What Southern Stallions are, we're black and red, right? That you know that. Well, that, that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, because it was just too controversial. Things were going down there, bro. You don't even know about. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this fine gentleman that I am today. So, all kidding aside, the Atlanta Falcons throwback jersey. And let me explain what this. It's the one with the white pants, the black jersey, and the red helmet. Uh, love love that look. It's clean. It's badass. Um, I just love the contrast of the, the you know the red and the black. Uh, for me, it's the Atlanta Falcons throwback jersey. Uh, big fan of it. Yeah. And awesome. I, I, we might have some of the same. I'm still I'm still gonna. We'll, not... we'll have one or two of the no, same. We're gonna I think have we'll have some difference. Um, my number four, New Orleans Saints all blacks. Okay. Uh, just that black, that gold. It's. It's simple, it's sharp, it's intimidating in a dome, pumping music like noise literally through the crowd. Like it, it, it's just like I'm not one for like ob obnoxious, crazy colors, right? Like I just like I mean to me that's how I dress in my day. Like black gold's grace, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's like what I wear in my everyday. Like to me, if I was going into the NFL and I'm like Oh, please don't send me to a team that wears like, like the nineteen eighties like Cleveland Browns uniforms, like mm -hmm. or the or purple in Minnesota. You know what I mean? Like, send me to the Saints. At least yeah. I could feel like I look good when I walk on the uniform. So the all black Saints. You look good, play good. That's what they say. That's it, man. I think that's a lie, by the way. All right. So coming to number four is gonna be. I'm a huge Mitchell Ness fan, so I like older school uniforms. Um, it's going to be the New England Patriots, Pat the Patriot red jersey. So sharp, yo. So sharp. I feel like that red pops out. Like it's just it's, it's an the, sh the shade of the red just pops out. It's like an attention seeker right there. Love Pat the Patriot on the helmet. Clean look. It literally looks like that these were our forefathers wore when we were fighting the British. Like I'm telling you, man, Pat. This is my number four. Uh, Love the clean look and the sharp look, man. They're, they're an honorable mention for me, for sure, dude. The red, white, and blue. Pat the Patriot on the side. Like, you took the words right out of my mouth. Like, it felt like that uniform was created when our country had 13 stars on the flag. Yo, Sam Adams, you know what I mean? was, yo, Sam Adams was number two. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it, ridiculous. All right, number three for me. Powder Blues from the the San Diego Chargers. Have they worn them in L.A.? Yeah, they've worn them once what? in L.A. What? Three? Three, yeah, three. <laughs> We're going to put this one to a vote. Go ahead. All right. 
I'm the Chargers powder blue. Like they're sharp, they're clean, but they ain't the first team to wear powder blue. You remember the Houston Oilers? They wore some powder blue in their day as well, right? So lose some points Char- for originality. Char- Chargers were before the Oilers in the AF in the AFL. Uh, that's true too. Um, ah! Fair point. I stand corrected. Well done. Uh, I just remember Earl Campbell in that powder blue yeah. man back in the day with thighs that were as thick as mm-hmm. human beings. But um, that being said, wow. uh, actually, you remember my do my favorite. Houston Oilers player of all times. You remember Haywood Jeffries, the wide receiver, Haywood Jeffries. I do remember oh my him. God, I loved him, dude. Um, I followed. case, Houston, I followed the Houston Oilers back then too. Yeah, the dude, the child, the Chargers powder blue. I mean, listen, dude, like th- these next two this, that I'm gonna rattle, these are just like pure preference. Like the Charger powder blue is is dope, bro. There's not a more popular jersey I think that was out than like number 21 on that powder blue. Like it. It's dope. I, 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 I personally am. It's your number might, one. I know. This might be one of the most offensive things you've ever said to Dude, me. Dude, you're in my top three. You ain't first, you're last. You act like if you ain't first, you're last. You combined. act like I'm treating him like he's Aaron Donald and not in right. my top three. All right. Ready? For my next, for my third one, uh, you know, it's the Dallas Cowboys, but. It's the Dallas Cowboys Thanksgiving jerseys. I'm talking about the ones with the white shoulders, the big star here, the white yeah. helmet. The those one you think are, of when you think of Tony Romo when he played. Those, those were smooth, man, and uh, they they were just they were just good uh, reveal during Thanksgiving. Uh, they were they they were a smooth look. I love the the dark navy and the white, just clean look, crisp. Listen. Yeah, I mean, even the like the Dallas Cowboys like regular uniforms are are pretty dope, but I, there yeah, will never are. be a Dallas Cowboy anything on any of my lists unless it's there's hate in front of it. That's just the All way right. that it goes. All right, all right. Number two for me are a little bit more modern, a little bit more new, and it's the all the Dolphins all white unis. Okay, just dope, dude. I am a fucking sucker for all white man like it is this with that little bit of their their teal in there a little bit of that like orange on the helmet um just just a clean clean look as a a former football player like who went above and beyond with wristbands and a lot hey, of things to look pretty you're, on the field. You're, you're talking like a skill position or like an outside position. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't look, look good on the fat we, man. They yeah, they, we don't look good at all white. <laughs> no, like black is a better color. Yeah. Um, black is a slimming right. color. <laughs> no stripes, please. Yeah. <laughs> I would not want to play, you know, for like, uh, you know, wear the throwbacks of the Denver Broncos. <laughs> Those no. brown and yellows. At the oh, show. my God, dude. Uh, uh, but those all whites, they're just clean, clean. All right. So the aforementioned uh, before you were talking about the props, the, the second coming to the powder blues, the Houston Oilers. Big fan. I told you I was I, I followed the Oilers back then. Big fan of the Houston Oilers. I love the powder blue, but with the red, that contrast is sweet. The red in the lettering, yeah, in the red in the lettering, in the number, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the, the clear, the, the clean with the white, white pants. With the with white the pants. white pants, dude. Yes, uh, it had like the the oil logo on the side of the white helmet. Uh, that that was a great look. Always a fan of, of that of those uh, navy blue. And like you said, you're talking about Warren Moon. You're talking about Earl Campbell. You know, looks good, man. Looks good. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, number one is uh, is a homer for me, um, but it's the the '94 retro throwback. Last year, the 49ers won the Super Bowl. All whites, 
with that gold helmet. Just the black, the red, the gold, the coloring. Dude, this man. Nah, man, dude. Th- come on. Come on. I would love to put a poll. Could my all right? So my number one is the Chargers. Yeah, the powder uh, blue. But if I was really get like you know into the weeds here, it would be the AFL uh, anniversary Chargers powder blue. Whereas the powder blue uh, throwback jersey, um, you have the bolt here and the and on the white stripe there. But then you also have the cool uh, AFL patch that's red there too. And I also liked it too because it had the numbers of the black numbers on the helmet and with the old school le- uh, numbering. Uh, so for me, it's that. But yeah, the Chargers powder blue. I would love to run a poll. Please, I want you. But to. No, it's not. I, listen, there's more. Obviously, I'm not an idiot. More, there's more Niner than Charger fans. But I'd love to run a poll where Niner fans nor Chargers fans can vote and see, like, all right, what is the better jersey? Yeah, so, I, you're doing it. You're doing it because I get it. it's a no. It's, a it's not a Homer. It's it's. I mean, maybe it feels Homer because it's like I've seen it so much and I'm so conditioned to it and I love it. But I told you, like, even look at my number twos, like the Dolphins all whites, right? Like. I'm a sucker for that all white. And then you pop a little red and a little gold in there, a little color. Like, dude, it's a combination of everything we just talked about. What I talk about, like, with the the all blacks for the Saints, that gold, right? And then you talked about what you love about the powder blue of the Oilers with the red lettering, right? Like, it, and then red and the red trim around the numbers. Like, it's just a combination of those things surrounded by all white. And it's, mm-hmm. just, a, it's just a preference. It's it, it feels Homer because it's my squad, but, like, they're dope, dude. I have like I have text messages from so many people that when they wear those uniforms that are non 49 giant fans, etc., that text me like, bro, those unis are tight. They're tight. But everybody loves the powder blue. It's probably the most famous, man. Yes, it yes. honestly is. Look, All the right. Chargers are not good at a lot. That's one thing they got right. All right. Final topic. Let's run right through this and then we'll wrap it up because we're this running long. Good. So let's wrap it up with a little dessert. No pun intended. But favorite football game snacks all right i'll start off underrated and this is probably more of like a new jersey thing or italian thing but believe it or not i'm having coming in hot number five mozzarella sticks nothing better than a crispy mozzarella stick put in that marinara boom it's handheld you can get a couple in your hand it's easy to eat mozzarella sticks dude it's so funny because that's it must be a new jersey thing because mozzarella sticks was my number five as well wow shocking but I'm going to caveat this right now. I do not eat during football games, especially in the hours leading up to a 49er game. And then depending upon the game, the hours after the game. So like my actual favorite snack is wine. I am just drinking during the game and trying to get through <laughs> it and leading up to the game and trying to calm my nerves. So like grapes, no grapes. bullshit. Like I don't eat essentially on Sundays. Like I don't eat outside of to- breakfast. If well, you're going you go to, to a game, you know what I mean? Like no, well, someone's no, house, a bar. Exactly. Someone's house. Here you but, are on Super Bowl Sunday. But I am big on eating when the 49ers are on a bye week or Super Bowl or a playoff game or something like that where I have a couple games I can watch to get me through the day and I'm not a nervous Dude, let's I, uh, this way. West, Weston, I get it. You don't eat. I eat a lot. All right. That's I, what we're t- <laughs> bro, like when I went to the Green Bay game, I don't think I ate for a day and a half. You know what I mean? Just like because it's just like all like I'm just literally not hungry because I'm just an emotional disaster leading yeah. into the games. I that passionate. All right. What do you what's number four? All right. We're going to bring in some pigs in the blanket. Let's roll those bad boys up. Wow. Once again, uh, another thought process handheld. 
Uh, you can do two things. You can dump them in cheese. You can dump them in hot, uh, you know, honey mustard. I'm not a big mustard guy, so you, if that floats your boat, no, or yeah. ketchup. See, it's 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 a vessel to four different types of dips that you also can include with that. It's a you need a a, a spicy brown mustard is what you need to be dipping them in. Actually, that's a great that's a great poll. I didn't have it on my list, even though I love them. My wife actually calls them Franklins. I don't know where that came from, mm. but I just call them pigs. I call them pigs in a blanket too. Pigs in a blanket. Um, number four for me is Tostitos and cheese dip. Oh, okay. Okay. Handheld dip, love me that cheese dip. You heat it up in the microwave for a little bit. You dump those Tostitos in, scrape it, get the spoon and yoke it onto your onto the big Tostito. But it has to be in this day and age. This is how bougie I've become. It has to be the uh, like the scoops, the Tostito scoops. Yes, oh yeah. So you can so you can get a full boat of the cheese to be able to jump into it. I agree with you. Um, for me, number th- uh, three, the hot pretzels. It could be from um, Philadelphia Pretzel Company, like the little nuggets, whatever. But once again, my mindset: you need a vessel. I like the pretzels. The vessel, the sauces, or the dips are are the, are, are the addition to it. So you can once again, you got the honey mustard. You can do like um, the cinnamon, the cheese. There's so many things you can do different to switch up that snack man so So i'm saying the pretzel hot pretzels so you're not you're a honey mustard guy you're not a mustard guy no i will i will not allow mustard in my house so honey mustard sure but not mustard your kind ain't welcome here (laughs) wow so you don't eat pretzels at stadiums why what else you dipping out of a stadium i can eat it raw like I just regular oh, cheese, cheese too. If they have God, cheese, you man. raw dog those pretzels without anything. <laughs> You're a gangster, bro. Um, number three for me is a good old fashioned hot stadium hot dog. Okay, you know what I mean. I'm, I'm gonna blow you. ketchup and mustard on the hot dog same time. Go ahead, crush that. But like, there's nothing like a ballpark dog. They're garbage. They're absolute dog shit. They're microwaved and boiled and whatnot. But it's just. The feel of the stadium, the feel of being there, and if I'm home, I'll throw I'll throw some hot dogs on the grill. But the hot dogs I use are why am I I'm drawing a, a complete blank on the name? I don't do like the the Nathans of the ballpark dogs. I Horse do head? The, um, no, they're uh, they're like they're like long, like and you got to get like the extra long bun, or you basically cut them in half and draw. Why am I? I just had them like two days ago. I'm drawing a complete blank on the the name of. Who actually makes them? Nonetheless, a hot dog is definitely always an all-time game snack. All right, coming at two number from number me for me again. Think about it, I like the versatility and I like the versatility of what wings can bring you. It can be boneless or boned in. Not, you know, I don't discriminate. But you know, if I want some honey barbecue. I want some buffalo. I want some crazy, maybe like a a habanero. You know, uh, like chili ha- sweet like habanero sauce, or maybe even a garlic parmesan. Uh, so I love wings, uh, like I said, because uh, you can dress them up in so many different ways and you can eat a, a lot of them throughout the day, but you know, switch it up. Here's the big money question. You blue cheese or ranch? None. I don't like that stuff. Oh, dude, blue cheese all day. Um, we, uh, all right. Wings, wings are number two for me as well. What's funny is because over time. Oh, I, I, I got two questions for you since, since, since they're wings for you. Two questions. Boned or boneless? Boned. Okay. Uh, flats or drumsticks? Flats. Okay. 
Um, I, I I am boned. Get... I, I do love boneless, and I I, I, like I eat boneless too. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I know dude, I like I know flats. You get more meat and all, but I like the drumsticks. I feel it's crunchy. You get more meat. Um, they tend to be a little bit more manageable. You know what I mean. You can kind of split them and kind of go yeah. from there and, and clean off the bone a little bit. What's funny, dude, is I was always a buffalo wing guy, right? Like love buffalo stuff. Um. But lately, I've been getting into, like you said, like more sweet versus like hot and spicy. So like the garlic Parmesan I got a place by by us, actually. Um, I mean, it's Red Bank versus Little Silver. They have a, a sick like barbecue, like a, a barbecue, a new corner, new corner. They're good. New corner pizza is right on uh, West Front. It's right on West Front Street um next to like where the globe used to be where that parking garage is so okay, like okay. quasi across from riverview they're all right i mean they got other food and stuff that we get but i always get as an appetizer and i've gone to their barbecue wing um it's like more breaded like a garlic parmesan would be than just like a buffalo wing would be it's they're they're pr- they're pretty stellar dude try jackson fairhaven too uh their wings are pretty good they got a lot of different sauces and stuff I mean, nothing beats Cluck U, dude. We used to oh, to dude. Shit I used to live down the road from a Cluck U in college, man. Uh, I can tell you exactly what I got. <laughs> All right. My, so one. coming in, number one. Once again, I got I got to throw the Italian card out there. It's pizza. It's classic. Uh, once again, dress up in different ways. Pepperoni, plain peppers and onions, sausage, you name it. Uh, you can get a good pizzeria. Or if you want to slum it, you can even you know maybe do like a, a pizza hut with you know cheese you know cheese uh, cheese in the crust type stuff. It's just there's so many different options for you. It's traditional, easy to eat, one handed. Uh, you know, you f- with the fold up and everything. It's got to well, be pizza. So we have to be careful here with pizza, dude, because if you don't live in New York, New Jersey, or Chicago, you're wasting your fucking time. Well, pizza. then you're dead to me. <laughs> yeah, you're wasting your time, right? Like Chicago's got the deep dish, which is delicious. The, the deep dish pizza is delicious. You actually did a tour out there, and ha- right? Didn't you? Yeah. And then, uh, um, or no, and you did it through. No, I've done Chicago. I've done um, Brooklyn. You did a bunch of pizza spots Brooklyn, in Brooklyn. Uh, uh, twice in Manhattan. Uh, in addition, what else did I do? Oh, Jersey City, Hoboken, and. Yeah, I- it's There's in the water. One. Like if you're eating pizza in California, I don't even talk to you. Like yeah. I have nothing to say to you. Like it's it's in the water that makes the dough. It's different around here. Uh, pe- like you literally can't find a bad pizza place where we live, dude. Like you know what I mean. Like you can find ones that feel a little bit better. Like and that's based on like their toppings and their specialty pies and coal fire versus you know traditional oven. <coughs> yeah, but there's not one that's bad. No, not one that's bad in our area, but you can go to other states. I've had some shitty pizza in my day, bro. Yeah, well. Some shitty pizza. Um, Number one for me, buffalo chicken dip. Okay. And I'm not just talking about like a store bought. No, I understand. I make a buffalo chicken dip, and I'll tell you, it is my specialty item. Um, One day, maybe if the listeners are fortunate, I might even tell you how I make it, but it takes me time. It's made with love. Like, dude, I can't go to a family party without somebody asking for this. Uh, If the 49ers are in a playoff game, bet your ass that's being served. I'm probably just not eating any of it because I can't. But, like, I'm making it to occupy my time before the game because to to distract my mind. But I am a sucker 
And don't give me your canned chicken nonsense. If you're coming at me like, oh, I bought this canned shredded chicken, no. like kill yourself. Kill yourself. No, that's disgusting. Yeah. Um, buffalo chicken dip. Number one for me, dude. All day dude, long. Big fan of buffalo chicken dip. Um, I just feel like those wouldn't fill me up, the dips that you were talking about. Like that that those are more like appetizers for me. I wanted something more heartier. But I do love buffalo chicken dip. And uh, you just gotta be careful out there with all this COVID and everything. You know, people double dipping. You don't want a double dipper. You no, don't no. want a double dipper. No, so it's like putting your mouth in the there, dip. There's strict rules when I serve my buffalo dip. There are tiny paper plates next to it, and there's a spoon and scoop in there. Scoop it out, put it on your plate, and double dip and triple dip and do whatever the hell you want on your plate. But do not the only person who puts a chip in my dish is me. Period. Point blank. And you know what? I don't here's another controversial topic. I don't use the traditional tostito that people do, uh, dip with. Club cracker. Club all right, that's that's the that's the secret, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and we didn't even mention like crack like I grew up, dude. So for the longest time, every single Sunday, football was at my parents' house. Every single Sunday, right? All day long. And cheese and crackers. It was cheese and crackers, all different types of cheese, like you know, mustard jack, uh, mustard cheese, pepper jack, smoked gouda, list goes on and on. Like, and that was a snack. That was the thing. But like, I've gravitated away for that and gotten into some other things. But I'm gonna go back to my original statement. My traditional Sunday diet is red wine, <laughs> all day long, <laughs> just all day long, all day long. Dude, this was a lot of fun, man. Um, it got us. It breaks, out of up, it breaks up the monotony, you know. Yeah, it breaks up the monotony. Uh, you got to go into your bag of tricks, you know. Even though we're not talking about players, and and but still talking about you know all aspects around the sport we love. So, um, I'll give credit where credit is due. This show was one hundred percent your idea. In fact, you proposed ninety five percent of the topics that we covered. <laughs> so, um, minus one, right? So, what do we have? Five. So ninety percent. Uh, of the topics you proposed um, but I had a lot of fun doing it. I had a lot of fun kind of like just thinking through my thoughts and some of my my catchphrases and going down memory lane with some of this stuff so I appreciate you for it but Lou like I always do I'll remind the listeners where they can find us you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at WTF pod NFL and Weston how can they subscribe to our YouTube channel Real simple, real easy. We're talking football. Uh, don't forget that apostrophe R-E in the we're talking football on YouTube. Hit the like, hit the subscribe. Uh, we're coming up on the season, so you can bet your bottom dollar that there's going to be plenty of more content to come in short order. Lou, always a pleasure, my brother. Till next Take time. Take it easy.